What is going on? You are listening to Tag's podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex podcast. I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 282, alongside Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing really, really good. Lincoln, how are you doing over there on this, am, this Sunday? I am doing great. <laughs> I am doing very, very well. I love it. So it's so funny, listeners, just so you know, normally a little uh, behind the scenes info is we drop this show on Tuesday mornings every week and we usually record this on Monday nights because so there's less time for stories and everything. This week we um, we're all busy on Monday, so we're doing it on Sunday. So instead of my cocktail, I've swapped it out with some Morning Joe. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, so I'm getting perked up here to talk about our sex stuff, and I'm all for it. So let's uh, get into it. Um, we we couldn't help but talk about what's going on which in the country, the world, that is potentially affecting our hot vax summer. I'm talking about COVID rates are on the rise in all 50 states. Um, and 99.5%, according to the CDC, of COVID de- deaths are from unvaccinated people, which is very sad. One in five of the nation's COVID cases are not surprising for me are from Floridians, Florida, (laughs) and LA just had implemented their mask mandate for indoors. Oh my gosh, so much going on. Oh, and one in one in 10 people are still on the fence. In other words, they're figuring out whether or not to still get vaccinated. And when they ask those people, their biggest thing is they want to see how people that are vaccinated, how they do. Now, when you hear all these rates, Jeremy, are you getting worried? What's going on in Massachusetts with you? And is it affecting your hot vac summer at all? I mean, I definitely am getting worried. I feel like we're on the up and up to go back to where we were. Uh, I don't know if that's like just not being optimistic enough about the situation, but it feels like we may be wearing masks again and and I mean possibly quarantining again I have a close friend that was uh, vaccinated in January and just got COVID once again and is like extremely sick and yeah so but and not hospitalized yet right or anything? no not just... hospitalized just really uh, down and out and pretty much like the symptoms of uh, having a flu, he's going through all of that. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, you hear of cases, people are definitely, it's not uncommon that people are getting COVID again. But I think what people, the science wants us to know is that they're not hospitalized or death. And mm-hmm. like I said before, 99.5% of deaths related to COVID are from unvaccinated. Um, Lincoln, when you hear this, these stats, and you and I were talking when I went into the protein bakery the other day about uh, going out, and there's all these bars that 
have no mask mandate here in New York. What are your thoughts about this and where we're headed? Yeah, I have a lot. So I'm going to try and be as uh, concise as I can with this. First off, the New York Times this morning, the Sunday Times released an article that um, HIV positive people are 30% more likely to die of COVID than people who are HIV negative. Thank so you. Just, that was going to be part of my stats, and I forgot to say that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I just that. sent you the link through text so you could post it where you post stuff for yeah. our listeners to watch. So that's really scary to me. Um, my very good friend and a very talented photographer who now has a gallery, I think for the third year in Provincetown, his name is Greg Salvatore. He did the beard book so many years ago with the pink backdrops and the men in beards with glitter in their beards. He oh, was yeah. supposed to, do you remember that? I'm in that, <laughs> I'm in that book. Um, yes. I love that book. And he's a, he, we've been longtime friends. He actually did the photo that I used for that temple ad that I just put on Instagram. He's really talented. And this past Friday, the Friday of Bear Week in Provincetown, he was having a launch of his latest series, which are these really sexy shots of rope being wrapped around men's pelvises. And it's sexy. Like, you guys will like it. So everyone check out Greg Salvatore on, um, or Greg Photo, I think it is, on Instagram. And he's been, you know, telling all the bear, big opening, big bear week. Come on, it's the biggest weekend. For, he got COVID two days before, home, sick, in bed, could cancel the gallery opening, which is just heartbreaking because I know he worked so hard for that all year. Especially on a weekend of, like on this. Bear Week, yeah, it's like his biggest thing. So everyone, he still has the greatest art, and he's already coming back full throttle. So check it out if you can online. And my third point is, we, like I said two weeks ago, Peter and I went to Battleham and danced our faces off. And the Tuesday after, Peter was sick as a dog, and he was coughing and just. So everyone knows Peter is the worst sick person. In like he won't take medicine. He won't drink liquids. He just wants to cuddle. So I'm like, would you just go to the doctor? So um, we both got COVID tested. We're both negative. It was just a cold. And that kind of leads me to my final point is COVID or not, we've been staying at home for the past year and a half. We've had masks on. So if you do go to a nightclub or you do go out somewhere, you're not used to germs anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? So you might not get COVID, but you might get a really bad cold. I have thought for a long time that we stripped off our bra and went dancing in the naked, naked in the streets <laughs> a little too early. Like I think I said it on this show. It seems to me like the CDD, CDC, what is it called? C- CDC. Dropped and the a- mask wearing like Beyonce drops an album. It like just happened on a Friday and all of a sudden no one was wearing masks anymore. And that, you know, kind of freaks us out because we have to be logical. We have to be safe. We have to wash our hands and just be smart and and try not to, you know, it's still a risk. No matter what we do, it's a risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that, especially a lot of those last points, especially since we were supposed to... A lot of the leading scientists, we were supposed to have not seen any rise until the fall. And the fact that it was supposed to be a hot back summer, I mean, really, that sounds funny, but it was supposed to, we weren't supposed to see the entire states have the rise of numbers that we're seeing right now. And the fact that it's barely July 18th here, when we record this at least, and already, you know, mass mandates and such, it's kind of 
Scary. Um, but to your point about just we got to be diligent, uh, like, for example, for just little things for myself. I just I, uh, I take the subway here a lot in New York and I still put my mask when I go on because I'm going to keep that one in place even when masks aren't required. Just because, like you said, the colds and you can get colds and touching all those those surfaces and I have like a little mini spritzer with me so when I went and met a friend at a bar the other night I spritzed my hands when I got off of there just because I touched that you know greasy pole that I don't want to get a cold or a flu much less the you know another version of the virus again Mm -hmm. COVID so yeah I think we you have you to too? just be diligent. Yeah, it has you to. Well, they do say that getting it from surfaces is highly unlikely. So that is still up but in the breathing, air. But you're it. breathing in close yeah. proximity. Let me and ask the, and you, is it still required to wear a mask on the subway? I believe it is. I thought yeah. it was. So Not not everyone is, but we, yeah. Yeah, I thought it's still, and it's still on airplanes and yes. transit. It's still required to wear a mask. The other thing that I want to, that has always, I was kind of shouting from the rooftops when the vaccine started. All the doctors said, you will still get the virus. You just won't get sick. Remember that? They were like, you'll get vaccinated, but you can still get the virus you just will be asymptomatic and it will go through your body because you've been vaccinated. And that's where the information was a little fuzzy to me. And it doesn't make me not believe in silence, science or not scream at Dr. Fauci or be a moron. Like, but it did say that you can get it, but you won't get as sick. Like Bill Maher got it after he was vaccinated, but he had no symptoms. But because I didn't hear it that way. I heard it the way it is now. In other words, you, they don't know whether how you'll get it. They just are pretty certain the vaccination is going to keep you out of the hospital. Out of the hospital. But so many of people that I know are like, I know this person that's been vaccinated and got sick. And I know this, it's like, okay, but that's, I don't think that's what they're saying. It's, it's just that it's reducing the severity of and keeping you out of the hospital and dying. And so to me, that's mm-hmm. as good as, as you can get. And for now, yeah, and I agree. That, I, that works for me, but yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have to move on. Uh, last week we were talking about a friend, a friend of mine who was at a dinner party and one of the persons at the dinner was talking about only fans and social media and how he didn't think it was sustainable. And he, he likened it to millennials and Gen Zers not thinking their future ahead. And remember that conversation we had, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. So this week, I couldn't help but shout out to Raheem Shabazz, who has an OnlyFans account. Raheem Shabazz made history this week by becoming the first male performer to have more to have over 1 million followers. Um, and while a handful of female stars have crossed the 1 million mark, no other male star from an adult entertainment genre has ever reached this milestone. Um, that's pretty, excuse me, on Twitter, he has, he tops the 1 million mark. Uh, he has a OnlyFans account. Pretty breakthrough, though, I think. Right, Jeremy, when you hear this? Yeah, and- that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So take that guy who was <laughs> saying you can't, um, and he's monetizing it well, and it seems very sustainable to me. So good for him. Well, 
This week, we have advice for a listener. We love to give solicited and unsolicited advice. It's solicited this week from John P., we're calling him, and I'll read it to you guys. He says, hey, guys, I've, I have had a really difficult time with meeting strangers on Grinder and hosting hookups. The few times I've done it, I get so much anxiety worrying the guy won't like me or vice versa because we all know photos can be deceiving and gay men be extremely judgmental. I've had a couple of experiences where I couldn't get hard at all, even though I was really attracted to the guy because I was so nervous and it is extremely embarrassing. I have no problem at all meeting, talking, and hooking up with guys at bars after a few drinks, but these blind, anonymous, sober hookups give me so much anxiety. Sometimes, after a long day of work, you just want an easy hookup and don't have the time or energy to go to a bar and go thorough, go through that whole song and dance. How can I get better at hookups? And I'm wondering what your experience has been with grinder hookups and how you mentally prepare yourself not to feel nervous or anxious. Thanks. Um, I have a lot to say, but I want to hear from you, Jeremy. What's your advice for John P? So I typically would say, uh, like, one thing that I do is I shower, then I, like, rest and relax. And sometimes if you watch porn before someone comes over, that helps. I also think if you need to take a edge off, maybe have a shot or a drink or maybe like a hit of poppers or something. I feel like all of those things help ease into it and also just relaxing your mood. So like he said, after a long day, I, I think uh, taking a hot shower before someone comes over and just like li maybe listening to good music and watching porn before those are things that I use as uh, some techniques before having someone over that I haven't met before. I love that Jeremy, because it sounds like you allow a little bit of transitional time from when you agree to meet this person and not just come over in five minutes, you almost pad your time, which is really your time to get mm -hmm. transition into what's about to come right and... that mindset of like knowing that it's something new and uh taking that edge off of not being so on edge and nervous and just thinking too much about things i think that's where it could easily go but if you relax yourself i feel like it's much easier to ease into and let me ask you one question on that. Did you ever have anxiety or nervousness when you were meeting up with somebody and that's this was kind of your remedy? I only did if I was questionable, either questionable based off of photos or questionable based off of like one word answers. I don't know. Just sometimes when you have a the dialect with someone and then they show up and they're like either completely different or they're wasted or you know what I mean it's some some instances those things do happen and uh so I kind of always set it up for the worst so that when it is excellent it's great if you know what I mean <laughs> so I kind of it, yeah. it's always good to precursor how it's going to be and nowadays you can FaceTime you can talk on the phone before to get a vibe from yeah. someone and I think that those things are always helpful as well that is trust so your smart. instincts trust yeah. your instincts rather than just saying like based off of just a chat and like um, exchange of four photos if you're gonna welcome someone into your home and especially when 
I was in New York. It's so personal, your space that we all have. Yeah, and small. It, it's tight and yeah, it's small. Just like, <laughs> yeah, and so I think it does help to add those things into it. And I haven't ever really been one to be like, oh, be here in like five minutes immediately, like right when I get home from work. I like to have that time for myself to ease into it. And then I also like having someone over, have a drink. Maybe they want to take a shower first as well. And then going from there. I love it. Excellent advice. Lincoln, when you hear this about John P. and the anxiety, A, have you ever felt anxious about this? What are your thoughts and advice for him? So I have three pillars of advice that are kind of all over the place. So just stay with me. With <laughs> I that. love it. <laughs> I, I, I was having sex in restrooms at a fairly late teenager world. So I don't have the anxiety. That's a thrill for me. Like the anxiety of someone I don't know when I was doing that was more of the thrill of it. Do you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I didn't really have anxiety. Th here's the three things I wanted to say. One, and please don't think of this as being pessimistic. Maybe it's your body telling you that this isn't really for you. And that's okay. Take the pressure off of yourself that you maybe you find a good buddy instead that you're a little more familiar with instead of completely anonymous. That was the first thing that kind of struck me because having a good fuck buddy that there's no strings attached that you, you know, that is fun. I, I used to have someone that lived in London that every time we randomly got together and the randomness was, Oh, you're here now. Let's do this. You know, instead of, I know nothing about you. I don't know you. So I say, listen to your body a little bit, listen to your mind and take a breath and see if it is right for you. That's one. The second thing is, and this again, take it or leave it. You could mention it in your profile. When I read what he wrote us, I would take a chunk of that and just throw it on my profile and see what the result is. Mm -hmm. Because if people are posting on their profile, you know, the door is unlocked, hole in the air, yeah. ready to rumble. Anyone who shows up, I'm blindfolded. Okay, well, that's one extreme, right? So why not flip it to the other extreme and be like, hey, anonymous hookups are really hot and I really am into it, but I get very nervous and it fucks with my performance. Looking forward to someone who understands that I can have a good time with. Because then at least you're laying it out on the on the you know, laying it out ahead of anyone that you're interacting with. I love that. And That's I felt like there was one more and I can't remember it because it's Sunday. I was gonna, waiting for the God third one. I damn it. What was the third one? The, <laughs> oh, the, having, having a buddy buddy. Like not thinking it was, I kind of shot it at the beginning of what I was saying. You not shot having, your load early. <laughs> I did. See, it happens. Um, uh, damn. Is that you don't you know, oh, well, what I wanted to say, it's kind of a blend at the beginning. If you find someone that you chat with often online, that you develop a bit of a relationship, and I had never thought of FaceTiming with people, because I haven't been hooking up on apps since FaceTime became so prevalent. Like when I was on, there wasn't really a lot of FaceTime. You needed to be online. Remember when you had to go online to do FaceTime? Like you couldn't do it through cellular? Yeah. That's yeah. how long it's been for me. So I wouldn't have even thought that. But developing that kind of at least you know a little more what you're expecting then that helps and having a fuck buddy that you really know but again if this causes you anxiety and causes you performance anxiety 
I do not, I never got stressed out about a hookup, but I do feel in hindsight, it has affected my intimacy. It has affected my relationship that, wow, I spent many, many years. And Peter and I laugh about it a lot because I will walk down 8th Avenue and say hi to 15 people. And he'll be like, all 15 Really? And I'm like, no, two of them were women. Would you calm down? Like, you know, and now it's like a joke between us that like, of course, you know, but I literally, when I meet someone, I turn to Peter and go, no, I didn't sleep with him. So this is Peter. (laughs) And I do think that affected my long-term relationship. And I know it did in the past. One person I met that I was with for a long time, we met in like a play anonymous sex gathering that used to happen here in new york at the gay cable network way back in the day and it was an after hours party that was very very fun and throughout our entire relationship this is a little off subject but just bear with me through our entire relationship when we would hit a rocky road we couldn't deal with what we were dealing with as a couple because there was always that i wonder if he went there tonight like i wonder if he's there now and not dealing with the fact that we're in a relationship and we should be talking about her, or he would catch me there. And that is just messy, mm-hmm. messy, not, pre- you know, there's nothing worse yeah. than being in a, in a private men's sex party and hearing someone come in. I see you back there and having a boyfriend <laughs> drag their boyfriend out. And it's like, Hey, yeah. yeah. So that's all my it. knowledge. Yep. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So I could totally relate to uh, John P. writing in. I've said before, I'm. I do better. I'm so glad things are opening up because I tend to meet people out and about, guys that I hook up with. But you know, I also hear what you're saying too about you know, sometimes you just don't want to go out and you just want to hook up too. And that anxiety that he speaks of is something that. I've experienced a lot as well because like a lot of you said, um, bringing somebody into your confines, you're losing control. I think I feel, and that anxiety that one can feel, um, is just overwhelming and whether or not I'm going to measure up or they're going to measure up to my liking and are they going to be trapped in my apartment? Um, all those things. One of the things that I wrote down, though, was uh, dealing with the anxiety. And Jeremy, you talked a lot about just relaxing. And I wrote the word relaxing down, too. Mm -hmm. I even wrote, because we've had guests on our show, about just meditating. And meditation comes in different forms. You mentioned music. Um, There's all kinds of ways. Sometimes, I know, Lincoln, you meditate. Meditation doesn't always have to be, you know, a kumbaya moment. It can actually be just shifting your breath work because anxious people tend to have short breaths and Mm -hmm. you're caught up in your mind on what if, on the what ifs of the what ifs, which dictate how your dick may or may not work. If you can elongate that breath, put, I just love the idea of, music that is soothing or sexy to you if you want to go even further there's music called sound baths which are really amazing but just sitting quietly and taking long breaths i love the idea of also making a plan with somebody but not having them come over in the next two minutes as if it's this kind of quickie thing because Although those can be hot for me, I've had a, plenty of bathroom sex moment that we decide to run to the bathroom, but I'm sizing them up in person 
And I need more time to kind of get in that mode. So I love the idea of taking that time, whether it's shower, breathing, meditation, having a drink, um, are also important. And one of my best hookup um, fuck buddies that I still want, we keep in contact here and there is this guy that we'll get together. We got together throughout the entire pandemic. And the first time I went over to his place, again, kind of anxious, I went to his place. He, we didn't immediately jump into the bedroom. He invited me in. He offered me a drink. We had a conversation. Mm-hmm. In other words, I treated him like a person, not just a, a fuck up, you know, person. And that drink, that chit chat that we had really calmed me down to A, let me know he's not an ex murderer. <laughs> um, and B, that yes, we can have a nice general conversation over one drink and then move into the bedroom. And we had great sex, so much so that we repeated several times. And every time he comes over here, I give him a drink and we have a quick, a nice conversation. And it just eases me into what's about to come. So that would be my recommendations, kind of a hybrid of all of ours. Um, and I hope that that helps because no one wants anxiety, um, but there are ways to deal with it. And happy sex making on Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I do just one more note? Yeah, that absolutely. A little indica could also help out so we went meditation and we went alcohol but we did not go pot and pot is legal in more states now than ever and that is something that throughout my life i have always been like if i just do a little hit of pot this is going to go a lot easier and that's That's a good that's not for a business meeting but that's for stuff like this (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one too yeah Yeah, if you can handle it and you're okay with it it's a mess I mean, Absolutely. certainly don't do a brand new edible that you've never done before before a stranger enters your apartment because you might, you know, be in a corner no, looking at a wall. And edibles, Jeremy and I know that I, I am not an edible <laughs> 10, person. Either. Over ten is too much, especially with alcohol. <laughs> yeah, no, and, no, 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 no. I don't want to yeah. steer someone down the really wrong road. <laughs> and the other thing about alcohol too is, yeah, like a drink with somebody, a quick drink is nice and relaxing. I've also been in the bars where I've had too many drinks and then it's just too much alcohol on both our accounts and the our my junk doesn't work. So right. it's a and fine there, line with alcohol too. And we do have a lot of people in recovery that listen to this show. So I don't want to yeah, you know right. always lean on to something. That's why the meditation or just centering yourself or even meeting them outside and walking around the block before you go into the house might be a good icebreaker. That's, yeah, we've alcohol. talked about that on other shows, and that's a yeah. great additional one I think is really important. Well, I hope that helps. If you have a sex conundrum or just want some sex advice or relationship advice, we are here for you. DM us on our Instagram. It's at Tags Podcast, at Tags Podcast, and we will do our best to give you that advice you're seeking. All right. Well, we've got to move on. And I couldn't help but notice I'm on these an email blast of Daddy Retreat, Daddy's Retreat. And they put out here in New York, I believe, but there might be some other iterations of it. But they put out weekly. They're always putting out um, naked workouts, kettlebell, naked yoga classes. They do all kinds of stuff. Uh, the bait coach who's been on this show before 
uh, gives a lot of seminars that you can take, all really good. The latest one he's offering uh, coming up later this month is Role Play, and he's entitling entitling it Daddy and Son. So in other words, if you've ever, in this workshop, I think you're going to explore both being the daddy and the son. And for me personally, I think role play is so important for if you're in a relationship, it can just be that next level of taking sort of the 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 dull conundrums of your sex life to the next level. It keeps it sacred and between you and your partner, but it can also be a lot of fun too. And for someone like me that, you know, I'm producing, I like to be in control of what I'm doing at all times. Something like a daddy son would really work for me because I could relinquish myself to the sub, which I can do really well in the bedroom to be the son. But I think I could also do the daddy too. And it would, in a sacred, safe space, it would be, actually be fun to play both roles. When you first hear about this, Jeremy, what's your thoughts about role playing? Do you like it? And what's your, been your experience? To be honest, it's not my favorite. Uh, I have done it in a few instances and situations with people before. Uh, I could definitely see if you're in a relationship, it could be a lot more fun and spice it up and it could make it interesting. Uh, I think with the hookups that I've done it with before, it's just not my thing and I don't find it as intriguing, I guess, in those specific situations. Right. I I hear you. I know that uh, you've told me before, um, guys that wear like is it nylons or stockings is kind of like a thing for you that I don't know if it's really role play, but how does that factor into what you like? Or is it more, would you like that in person or is it more just looking at, I think it's more of a fetish rather than a role play. So it's more of like uh, wearable things that turn me on rather than the specific role positions. Right. I hear you. Yeah. Definitely fetish leaning more into that. And um, yeah, I could relate to that as well because you don't always have to then take on a different role to mm-hmm. wear those types of things. I definitely am into various fetishes as well. Um, Lincoln, what are your thoughts about role play and <clears throat> daddy son? It's a it's a nice reminder because I have to tell you between everything that's gone on in the past year and a half, doing a role play has not been top priority for Peter and I. You know what I mean? When you right. go through a lot in a day and you get into bed or you say, hey, let's play around. The last thing I want to do is come up with a character at the moment. I just want to play around. <laughs> so it's a nice reminder because it is fun and it is great. If you're with someone you trust, my biggest, uh, there's two things. Uh, well, there's a book called Learning the Ropes. Oh. It's an old book that's been around forever, forever, forever. And it talks about bondage and role play. It's a good beginner's guide, Learning the Ropes. And my biggest advice for anyone doing role play is the blindfold. Because if you take away the uh, sight, you there's a threshold of believing stuff more. Do you know what I mean? So if yeah. you put someone in a room in a blindfold, they could always take it off. Again, someone you, that is safe to you. And if it mm-hmm. causes them anxiety, then obviously it's not going to work. But if you put a blindfold and leave the room... 
you're starting from a neutral place where where everything you do is not obvious because they're watching you. Ooh, and that's I love that. Touching and that one or, sense that we have that really yep. limits us at times, our sight that gets us out of gets us out of our head. Yep. And then whether you're the receiver or or like hopefully it's balanced because if someone's playing daddy, someone's playing boy. You don't have to worry about what is he doing? What, you know, how do, how do I look? Or this isn't believable because he could see that I'm, but, but, no, you took that away. So then you focus on hearing and smell Mm -hmm. and touch and the other things. Um, So anytime you take away a sense, and I think because I'm such a visual person, it helps you focus, which ends in a better time. I love that idea, blindfolding. You know, I love the whole concept of role play as a, as a former actor who did took so many classes and being, I took uh, classes in at the Groundlings, which is all about improv. Oh, cool. And I really love it because we're, you know, we're built with these, our bodies, right? We, we don't have a choice in it. Our minds are our minds and we develop our minds, but they can be quite limiting and restricting. And role play is just that second word play. It doesn't to me mean that you have to then adopt this as your new, new role in life. It's nothing about it is solid. It's just that it's play and it's trying on new it's why i've always loved fashion because fashion to me when i wanted to feel more confident or kind of you know more out there i used fashion to really kind of don a new it helped me with my my role that i was trying to emit for that day or that evening and so to me role play although it can be be a little anxiety ridden at times because of the unknown and how am i going to be perceived if you just allow yourself, it can be a lot of fun. And you might, in a daddy-son thing, I might take this and I'll report back this course, which is happening later (laughs) this month, and I'll report back. But I think when you hear that daddy-son, I liked what I read in the description is that we'll be exploring both of them. So in other words, you'll be trying out both hats. And I'm sure when somebody reads this, people are drawn to one role over the other, but it's going to allow you some, first of all, I think you're going to be in a safe space. You're going to be coached by this group leader. So you're already guaranteed a safe space, no judgments. And Mm -hmm. secondly, it's, it can open up and expand your mind and how you ultimately go back to the bedroom and have sex. And so I'm all for it. And like I said, I will most likely try this out and have some reports back on this on Daddy son role play. I love it. I love it. I want notes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to end on Dick Talk, which <laughs> there was so much I was reading about um, today on dicks. And there's a trend out there. This is not a new trend by any means, but it's a trend of using different objects within your house to measure your dick and take a picture of it. So we've all seen, you know, like a Dr. Pepper next to the dick and somebody putting, which isn't my favorite, like quarters balanced on the dick. Somebody measured uh, in this pictorial that I'm looking at three condoms and the dick is beyond that. Somebody has it next to their phone and the dick going beyond the phone. They're, of course, the age old remote control. Uh, somebody put an Apple Watch to show you the girth of it. 
somebody put uh, a makeup brush next to it, which I thought was kind of <laughs> funny. <laughs> Yeah, somebody put a bottle of Tresemme, the, <laughs> the <laughs> shampoo, the shampoo or the hairspray. Um, so all kinds of things uh, to show you the girth and size of it. I guess to your point, Lincoln, we are a visual kind of um, species, and so. But there's this doctor. He goes by Dick Doc on TikTok, Doctor Edward Zimmerman who just gave us a little lesson on the dick and the age-old question of size versus girth. And he essentially says five to five and a half inches is the average. But what it really comes down to is the first girth, because it's really the first two inches when it's entered in that that's where all of the nerve endings are that makes it pleasurable for the receiver. And so... With that, I'm, I think that's really true. I think I want to hear from you guys, but I definitely, I don't love when people do the size thing so much, depending on what it is. I don't mind like a Coke can or something like that to show the girth. Size to me, and I've often said I'm a size queen, has to do with just looking at it and sucking on it. But I would agree with the doctor, Dr. Zimmerman, that my fuck buddy that I was talking about is not that big, but he's just the right girth, and we have some of the greatest sex. Um, when you see those, Jeremy, about what's your thoughts really about size and girth, and what do you think when you see those pictures of people measuring their dicks? I don't really care about the measurement, but I do think that they're fun, and it's fun to see the comparisons and I think it's it's very lighthearted and creative and I I find them humorous and funny and I think also in comparison I enjoy like uh ass pictures with like watermelons or just comparing them to (laughs) other other things that are round so I think you love an ass (laughs) yeah so I think it's a funny thing and I don't mind them at all I love it. I love it. Lincoln, what are your thoughts on all this and yeah, size just, versus girth? Yeah, I think they're fun as well. I mean, anyone who's gotten into fisting or toys or stuff like that, it's it's all it depends on the person. It depends on who's receiving and it depends on how, you know, it feels for the person giving. So I, I yeah. but I do think pictures like that are kind of hilarious. Sometimes they're very shocking. You know, yes. it's like, wow, that's literally a fire extinguisher next to a man's <laughs> penis, and they're about the same size. And for me, <clears throat> it, depending on who I'm with or how excited I am, my dick can be a lot bigger in certain situations than it is in others. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so it's you not, know, that's like, really they, interesting. It really is. Like sometimes when, when I have people, a story about this in a second, but yeah, I want to hear. Yeah. Well, one time I had someone say to me, wow, you know, I thought your dick was a lot bigger. And I was like, well, it's just not very excited by you. Why would they say that? Because they're <laughs> rude. You know what I mean? It yes. was speaking of bad grinder hookups. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, but and I said, well, that's because of you. I'm just not that turned on at the moment. Oh, good response. I love that. (laughs) You know, speaking of different, like in different locales, and when I was recently talking about being at the naked beach, I realized that my when I'm relaxed and in the hot sun, not the water, but just the hot sun, my ball sack is a lot lower. And, and it seemed 
bigger. I always thought I was a grower, not a shower. And it seemed like if I'm totally relaxed and the heat is on, heat is that song. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot more plump. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, look at me. (laughs) Look at me. So, but if it's just me out of the shower and I'm just like looking in the mirror, it doesn't didn't doesn't always it depends. So, yeah, um, or maybe it was the fact that I knew all eyes were on me and it was just plump enough. I'm not sure, but I love TikTok. And just to round out this conversation, uh, there's Cock of the North. There's an article by The Independent. Rome, a Roman stone carved penis was uncovered during a Yorkshire archaeological dig. So an 11-inch phallus is one of 62,000 62, ancient artifacts found in a major excavation works. Uh, the Roman stone carved penis is one of thousands of artifacts discovered during half a decade of excavation work around the town of Catterick, and the 11-inch phallus, complete with a line of ejaculation, is believed to date to date back to the early years of the ancient empire's occupation of Britain, which began in the first century AD. So even back then, <laughs> we were talking about Dick then, and I would argue <laughs> we went through a period of major uh, repression, as we all know, uh, because back then I think they were much more open, and and I just love the line of ejaculation too, because that just shows, yeah, it's life, right? It happens. Yep. So I'm for it. I will post this picture though up for your artifact history on Dick on tagspodcast.com along with all the other articles that we mentioned in today's episode again if you want sex advice dm us at tags podcast we'll give it to you thanks guys this has been so much fun jeremy definitely you can follow jeremy on his instagram at j ross lopez at j ross lopez follow lincoln he's got two of them one for his protein bakery at protein bakery and his personal one at mad lincoln thanks guys so much fun as always uh we'll be back next week and in the meantime continue having hot Hot gay gay sex. sex love it Hey, Tags listeners, craving for more tags? Hungry like I am? Well, now you can unlock exclusive tags content. I'm talking about our weekly tags after show and our twice monthly dark and dirty show. Now you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notice each week when new episodes are dropped exclusively for you. So what are you getting from this exclusive content? Well, you're getting a weekly Tags After Show where the conversation continues with hot gay sex topics in a more relaxed, behind-the-scenes, more intimate format. Our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty Show will often feature special guests like my co-hosts, but gets a little darker and a little dirtier as we reveal our sexcapades to your exclusive ears. 
So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now to unlock exclusive Tags content and know that you'll be supporting Tags Podcast to continue delivering the quality of Tags Podcast you've come to love. You can unlock this exclusive content by going to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags After Show. Thanks for being a supporter and continue having hot gay sex.